and welcome back to another week of uh, Sultry Podcast Voices. Uh, I'm your Sultry Podcast Voice 1. And I'm Sultry Podcast Voice 2. It's not just any podcast. It's the 1857 podcast. It's not really that sultry, is it, TJ? How are you, mate? <laughs> uh, sultry, apparently. Um, I'm doing well, yeah. Kicking about... Uh, the weather here has decided to become full Northern Irish, which is like a full Ulster or a full uh, English, except much damper. Um, it's it's just cold, wet, and miserable, and it got dark about three p.m. today, so it's it's very much winter. Uh, yes, well, um, my experience <laughs> of winter would be somewhat different uh, where I am. Uh, it it is by our standards quite cool. Uh, we're down to to a well a, a shivery nineteen degrees at the moment. Oh my, yes. Uh, practically uh, parka weather. Well, it, it was very exciting for us. Uh, last week we got out the the thin, the super thin duvet. So um, <laughs> from from sort of, I guess, I don't know, April, May onwards, you don't have a duvet or we don't have a duvet. So now we've got the super thin and then in a week or two, there'll be the thin. Uh, and then for a short period of about four weeks, we have what you might consider a bit of a sort of useless duvet. That's about as high as we go. Do you um, have more duvets than iPad, iPhones have gradations? Is this kind of like a 10,000 layers situation where you gradually add on? Well, it, it yes. I mean, it sort of works in reverse because when you first arrive, um, or if you arrive from the UK as we did, um, you immediately feel hot all of the time. <laughs> So it, it really doesn't matter what time of year it is, what time of day or night it is, it's hot. Uh, and then very quickly, actually, surprisingly quickly, you, you acclimatise. And so, you know, so you remember those days, oh, when was it? Many, many moons ago when people used to, uh, to fly on metal birds and things. Ah, <sighs> oh, I've heard of these in the days of yore. Yeah, and they used to come and visit and... Uh, I, I would be there at the airport uh, in in a sweater and, and maybe a hoodie, and, <laughs> and, and people come out through that departure gate in their shorts with their bags dragged behind them, sort of sweat pouring off them, and they look at me as if I'm entirely mad. But that's it, what happens. You just acclimatise really quickly. So we then go out. Oh well, let's let's perhaps get uh, a lighter duvet. So you you buy a a really really thin duvet when you're feeling the heat all the time. Um, and then, of course, that's no good for anything but two weeks. And Margaret loves this. This is this is Margaret's kind of rabbit hole. So, whereas you and I might have um, a, a piece of electronic equipment, or indeed, analog equipment for every occasion, my wife mm -hmm. can produce a towels and b duvets, <laughs> soft furnishings of every uh... for any event, any event. <laughs> Uh, we will never, ever be caught short for those things. Well, there you go. Anyway, but look at that. You've got me off on a tangent before we even started, young man. That right, was last so, week. You've got to get on the board. I'm sorry. I'm going to do my level best. Uh, what are you <laughs> writing with and on? I am writing with the Blackwing 3 that your colleague Claire sent me. Uh, it's nowhere near Steinbeck, but uh, we are trucking through it. it as I said, it doesn't doesn't keep a point very long, so I'm sharpening it two times, maybe three times a day. And I'm writing in the, the Rodeo Block number 16, which I have decreed is one of my favourite notebooks at the minute. It's just lovely, lovely paper for writing on. 
especially with a pencil, um, which is something that I don't always notice. Some notebooks you kind of get that are fine. And the most noteworthy thing about them is that they're not noteworthy for their paper quality. Like you don't really notice it. The Rhodia, uh, this one in particular, is really good, noticeably so. Uh, and so I really like writing on it. I'm enjoying just the, the smoothness and the slidiness of the paper. That The problem with that, of course, is that it ruins you going forward. Um, <laughs> I will notice every, too toothy. No, 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 no. no absolutely. Get presented with paper. <laughs> what is this? Where is my Rodea? Bring me Rodea immediately. <laughs> uh, could you have this contract printed in Rodea, please? That's all I sign on. <laughs> I just, I'm certainly not letting a fountain pen touch that. Good Lord. <laughs> Think about the bleed, man. Think about the bleed. <laughs> See, you're picking up the lingo and everything. Um, uh, not, <laughs> yeah, by accident, perhaps. What about you? Well, in, in a change from the usual programming, uh, I am using a, a Mitsubishi Unibol Signo, or Unibol mm. Signo, perhaps. Uh, the 207, which is a lovely little pen. Uh, again, referring back to those those big metal birds. Uh, if we do ever get you over here, I will take you to my local Periptero. Um, periptero is the... How do you spell form. Periptero? Oh, <laughs> slowly. Um, it's, <laughs> uh, I suppose, let's anglify it. So it would be P-E-R-I-P-T-E-R-O. Periptero. So it's uh, Greek for music? Convenience store. Convenience ah. store. Um, and... Uh, I'm sure I've said this before on the podcast, so I apologise in advance. Cyprus has the highest density of convenience stores in the world per head of population. For some reason, many, many Cypriots are presumably sitting there with a glass of Zivania go, I know Stavros, we'll open a convenience store. Um, <laughs> Isn't the market quite busy? No, no, there's always space no. for one more. It'll be fine. You can you can never get a can of Red Bull at 11 o'clock at night. Well, we'll fix that. Um, and so the the Peribtero that I'm referring to, you can literally go in and buy a packet of cigarettes or you can get a pint of milk. And, you know, this is the sort of things you might expect. However, you can also get anything you might need for a swimming pool. Whether that <laughs> of course, be yeah. chemicals, chlorine, uh, little nets to fish stuff out. You can buy full-blown jacuzzis. Excuse me, I'd like 20 Marlborough, a pint of milk, and a jacuzzi, please. You can do that. Um, <laughs> and it's got the most incredible stationary section. That hmm. The sort of thing that, that you and I happen upon and get lost for hours. Yes. Hmm. So um, it, it's, it's quite the place. I, I must um, take some photos and, and post them yeah. on, on social and stuff. But it's an incredible place. And I often go I always in. Always loved just, in. Sorry, go ahead. I, I just go in and sort of pick up stuff and go. Oh, I'll buy one of those. I'll have one of those. I'll have one of those. <laughs> I always liked when I was in Prague, uh, going into the little tabac, which I think is like tobacco. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just again similar thing. A convenience store, as my phone buzzes in the background. Um, little convenience stores, and you go in and they'd be like, "Yes, we sell cigarettes. Uh, we sell fourteen different kinds of energy drink, uh, and we also have the largest stationery range in Europe." You're like, "Oh, right." <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, I'm all for it. I don't know what your demographic target market is because I appear to be able to get everything from uh, check wills, like writing of last will and testament as a sort of pre-made document to mm-hmm. raffle tickets to uh, writing paper and a large selection of European pencils. It's like, 
Okay, great. I am the target market. I don't know how many me's are wandering around right now, but this is great. And so I ended up spending too much money. I think they were always a bit confused because I go into them and come out with a big bag of stuff, which is not really how convenience shops work. That's not what they're for. Yeah, um, you're not supposed to take a trolley. No. <laughs> no. And they'd be like, that weird, sort of vaguely pale person is in the corner buying everything again. It's the third day he's been in this week. Yeah, it, uh, perhaps, perhaps my uh, local peripter is run by somebody Czech. Well, I mean, that that could be the the thread running through this. Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Sound effect for you. Charlie's having a drink. Uh, Charlie sends his regards. He's, uh, <laughs> How many feet still... today? <laughs> no, no feet as yet. Uh, he is still mm. as mad as a March hare. Um, <laughs> and he, he refuses to settle upstairs. So the girls, Margaret and Spice, are upstairs watching TV. And he's he's on my armchair. Oh, and my sweater has just fallen upon him, which he's taking as a personal affront. Do excuse me while I rescue my sweater from. <laughs> hey. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Um, so yes, uh, where we peripteros, peripteros, peripteros. Uh, so I'm writing in the usual podcast book with the Unibol Signo, uh, and it's, <laughs> it's very nice. Uh, the bread, bread. Oh, the Panatic's a big fan. Um, and I can see why. They're, they're very good pants. Very smooth. And it's in a royal mm. blue. A royal blue. Which you don't see that often. Lovely. What about watching? What are you watching, TJ? Well, I, I bought myself... Well, I got a, a trial too and then sequentially <laughs> forgot to end the trial and I'm now paying for YouTube Premium, uh, which is basically YouTube without adverts, which I was initially sceptical about. Uh, but in retrospect, is quite a pleasant experience not to have to deal with uh, obnoxious adverts whose sole aim appears to be to be as loud and as long as possible. Um, so it's quite nice just to be able to watch, because I watch a lot of YouTube, as some of you might have guessed. It's nice to watch it without adverts. And now, like Spotify, which I also pay for to not have adverts, I am now ill at the, the mere you know, second snippet of an advert. So Meg doesn't have Spotify Premium, will not let me buy her Spotify Premium, will not let me upgrade to a family plan because she doesn't think it's worth it. <laughs> So when she's listening to music or she puts on her YouTube profile, say on the TV or something, adverts stream in, like the, the, the doors open and they just crowd in and it's just painful. I can't stand it because I'm used to just such an ad-free world now and they come storming in telling me about cornflakes or something you, I don't need. <laughs> and I like, mm, mm, no, 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 no. Switch to my profile, research what you've just searched and then we won't have to deal with this. But the advert's over, I'm watching the video. I'm like, no, no, no. We need to just nip this in the butt. <laughs> we need to go away from the adverts. Yeah. So that's what I, well, lots of different bits and pieces on YouTube. Very good. Um, Queen's Gambit, the Queen's Gambit. Have you watched that? Netflix? I haven't, but Meg and I have it on our list to watch. It looks really good. I saw yeah, Netflix does that thing. If you hover or you, you mm. sort of loiter long enough, it will give you a little trailer. And I watched that little trailer and it seemed very good. It seems very Cyprus, interesting. Cyprus Netflix gives you that little trailer if you, well, walk in the general vicinity of the television. I mean, there's none of this hovering. <laughs> also. I mean, just just absentmindedly think about turning it on and the trailer comes on. Um, but yeah, it's terrific. Really good. Um, I don't know how far we're through it. Maybe halfway. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good watch. Well written. Well, How many episodes is it? Is it like a... Series, well, it, it's not a film. It's, it, what is it, it says it's a mini series, and then there's a, I, mean, I think there's at least eight. So, 
Okay. Um, yeah. I suppose by US standards, it's quite small, but by by UK ones, it's it, it, it's a season. Um, mm. It's it's very good. I'm enjoying it. I think you will enjoy it. Um, Ooh, it took okay. me days to get Margaret. Should we watch that? Mm, no, don't like, no, <laughs> mm, no. Uh, mm. We're watching it. Oh, this is quite good. I know. Anyway. <laughs> um, so we are getting there with that. Uh, what about listening? You listening to anything good? Uh, yeah, just music mostly. Um, Mother Mother, still on. A few bits and pieces there. Trying to broaden out. I really like that one album, which I think is from like 2008 or something, uh, which I posted in the last one. I think it's called Oh my something oh my heart perhaps mm-hmm. anyway it'll be in the show notes um it's good i'm really enjoying that album i'm trying to broaden out to their more recent stuff and i've listened to a few songs quite liked it but i haven't really gone further than that i've also this evening been listening to an artist called jonathan colton which is a uh, joko people call him really interesting artist um sort of solo guitar act who occasionally has people that work with him and how would you describe like Geek folk, if that can be a a demographic, okay. an area. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to an album if you've never heard of him. He wrote the theme music for the Portal video game. If that means okay. anything to you. Um, he did a lot of really cool sort of geeky music projects. Um, used to be a software developer and then became a musician or was a musician on the side and then became a musician full time. Um, so it's a really interesting kind of lean to the music and I really like his style. He's been doing stuff for years and years and years, but, uh, there's an album in particular that's really, really good and some really fun, geeky kind of songs if you like that kind of thing. So I'll put it in the show notes so you can have a look. Yeah, cool. I'll look that up. Uh, what am I listening? Well, not much. I've been, uh, I've been on the road again. Um, our lockdown <laughs> for the time being is, is still quite relaxed. Uh, so I've been driving to Paphos quite a lot, which is, I mean, it's hardly a million miles away, but it's probably an hour's drive. Hmm. And I've got this amazing, uh, you know, you know, you know me in tech, TJ, I mean, like hand in glove. <laughs> Partial. So it's, it's all going splendidly. I've got uh, a phone that's worth marginally more than the car, although the car has, of course, got a new engine in it. So anyway, um, um, I put the, the phone on a little uh, clippy thing, the technical term. Uh, mm-hmm. cradle so that it doesn't uh, rattle around too much and I've got my uh, my earpods in or my airpods my airpods pro Megan um, calls them apple pods and will not stop saying it every time I correct her <laughs> she laughs and calls them apple pods again I think she's right I've got my apple pods on <laughs> and um, and the so far I've just got the, the best uh, software thingy app that's the phrase for navigation uh, in Cyprus is Waze. And uh, Waze? It wouldn't be my first choice because of its ownership. However, um, it's better than the others. And Cyprus is, well, it's not exactly the throbbing heart of the metropolis. So uh, Apple will get up to upgrading their maps here in about 3,046 probably. Um, wait, wait, who and, owns Waze? Uh, Google. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. Um, but they own so Google what, Maps. Yeah, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm confused why in the would why Waze would be better than Google Maps? I don't know, but it is. So uh, I've got that running because I'm going to all sorts of places I've never been before, which is fine. That's okay. And I listen to a podcast on the Apple Pods, and I'm driving along, 
and the podcast will stop because Waze wants to tell me something. So it will stop the audio in my Apple Pods. Please don't. And and play the instruction from the phone. Yeah. And despite me using some very colourful language, I cannot persuade it to give me the instruction in the AirPods. Oh. So it's doing that through the car audio or through the phone audio? The car audio. Look, this car's older than the (laughs) iPhone. Okay, so it's just... That's... So there is a way to do it. Waze is funny in that you can select different kinds of voice alerts. And I think there might be a setting for where it goes. Because yes, obviously there it's is. outputting not there through Bluetooth. And we, whichever one you choose, it still comes out of that. <sighs> you can turn them off and just hope, which I did. <laughs> I, I turned off the vocal things exactly for the same reason on Waze. And then I know, let's be honest, I know Belfast relatively well. I've lived, you know, 20 plus years here. There are still parts of driving in Belfast that I'm like, I don't know. There are nine lanes and four directions, and I can't parse that. I don't know which way you want me to go here. Meg does it all the time. Meg normally drives. Out of the two of us, she would often be driving. And so if I'm behind the wheel, I'm just like, well, the rules of the road say the left lane is for the left two exits of this roundabout, and the right lane is for the right however many. And so I get into the appropriate lane, assuming that this roundabout functions the same as every roundabout in the United Kingdom, and it does not. This roundabout, left is left only, and right is forward. And I'm like, oh, if I'd had the vocal command, I'd have known that it said this lane for that exit. Because mm-hmm. I turned it off, I'm just looking at a map that says left. And I was like, oh, okay, good, do that. And end up halfway along the motorway. And I'm like, I am four miles away from the exit that I need. And now I, need to, I ended up just yelling in the car the other day. I was on the way to work just because of this very scenario where it was like, this thing is not specific enough and I'm not smart enough to figure it out on my own. And so this is just hassle. Well, I think, I think I've cracked it and I think I've got it doing the right thing. Um, just about three or four seconds before I arrived home. Um, <laughs> and, and now, of course, every, everything has been turned off uh, and will be returned on. And I'm reasonably confident that nothing will work again. And we'll go through the whole yeah. cycle. <laughs> Again, on a return trip to Buffalo. So I've been listening. I, I mean, I, you've got to sort of, you've got to picture this, that there's a bear-like man in a pushchair with an engine, which is, is a fair description of Caprula, with all the windows open because it's still quite warm during the day. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a shirt. I'm trying to be corporate. So I don't, I don't want to get all sweaty. So I've got all the windows open. And I've got my, my Apple Pods, stroke Ear Pods, stroke Air Pods, pick any one of those, uh, play me a podcast. And then you see the bear craning over towards his phone in the middle of the car to try and listen to ways, say, go into the right lane and take the third exit or whatever it's going to say. Take the next left. Psst, hey. Yeah. And, uh, honestly, <laughs> it's, it's one of those, those tiny annoyances. However, one thing that I will say is that because I'm now in Caprula all the time and not in the Beast, the the BMW. I don't have to listen to that first song on my iPhone every time <laughs> I get in the car. Yeah. Can't have a problem with uh, automatically playing songs if it doesn't play any songs. Exactly. 
Um, I mean, it's, <laughs> the, the radio it's got doesn't actually go to any frequencies that work in Cyprus. Uh, oh, I, I, I dare say if you were in Japan, it would be perfect. Um, but I'm quite a long way from Japan. You need so one of those not. big, big aerials that you can stick in the roof. You know the ones that get, they're springy so they can bounce when they hit the, the top of bridges. You need uh-huh. one of those and you rubber ducky C4 over and out and then you can pull in, I don't know, uh, what do you call it, the Akrotiri. You can pull in those broadcasts and listen to the Lincolnshire Poacher on your way around. Well, I, I'll tell you what, I, I have been considering, I did start this process. So um, my, my first thought with Caprula was to pimp her a bit. So <laughs> I, I have uh, some worry beads, uh, sort of Greek Orthodox worry beads hanging from the, the wing mirror. I love the mm-hmm. wing mirror, the, the mirror uh, in the center of the car. Uh, which a lot of uh, Cypriots do to make sure the gods are on their sides during any crashes. Um, when we went to Rome, I actually got some some papal beads, so a papal rosary set. Um, I mean, I don't think they belonged to the Pope, but they were in his shop, so I mean, close enough. <laughs> and so I've, I've hung them just thinking, you know, hedge your bets, we'll have the Catholic God and the, the Greek Orthodox God. Um, I'm, I'm not fussy about which God saves me, as long as he d- does his bit. Um, and then I was going to get one of those seat covers. I don't know if you've seen them, it's not really a Belfast thing, but they're like... With wooden, the beads? Yeah, the wooden sort of ball beads. Yeah, I've seen those to, before. They were like massage in, in inverted air quotes. Yep, I was going to get uh, some of those. And then I thought, well, why not? spend more on the stereo system than you paid on the car and just get some huge speakers put in the doors and some you know big thing <laughs> that plays i don't know an eight track uh, look it up um just just to sort of you know give the car some real character um and then i thought oh this is an awful lot of hard work and went off and did something else but i i may go and revisit that i may you know get myself a, a little <laughs> music machine put in there um Whoa, where was that? So that's my way of saying I haven't really listened to any music because I'm straining to listen to Waze. Um, podcasts have been, <laughs> been uh, as you might expect, the podcasts that I listen to have been fairly much divided between uh, new Apple kits and um, uh, somebody squatting in, in the White House, which you wouldn't have thought was possible, but there you are. Uh, it's a funny old world. <sighs> what about reading? Have you been reading anything, TJ? Uh, not as much as I'd like. I'm still finishing off Sorcery by Terry Pratchett. Um, but there's a bunch of books I have to read. I've got a bunch more Terry Pratchett ones to read. I stuck a couple more in my basket the other day. Um, not not bought them yet, but kind of put them there as, a, as an ebook temptation. And then interestingly, it's not released yet, but I think, and I could be wrong, I think it's Walter Isaacson. I might be wrong. Okay. I think he wrote the Steve Jobs biography. He did? Yes. He is writing or has written, presumably because it's about to come out, one on Jeff Bezos. And oh, has he? Okay. It comes out later this month and it looks really interesting. Now, you can, you know, many people have mixed opinions on Amazon. I use Amazon all the time. Um, but, you know, say what you will about what you think. I think it might be really interesting to read some of the history behind that um, on how the company came to be. and Because it's just so huge now. I think that mm. no matter what you think of the company and the person... There are interesting things at play, like Apple, where you're thinking this has gone from literally a garage to one of the big, big, big players in the global scale. And that is a really interesting journey and something I might look into. into reading. I can't remember the name of the book. I'll put it in the show notes. But um, 
I know that that uh, a biography of Steve Jobs was done well, so I presume it's a good book regardless of the content. That's how yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, I I would I would um, how can I say this? Well, I, it's only my opinion, and my opinion counts for no more than anybody else's opinion. But um, I think Walter Isaacson's probably a better researcher than he is writer. Um, okay. That 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 Jobs book. I mean, I needed a canoe, several paddles. Um, <laughs> it was it was tough to get through, to be honest. Um, I, I I sort of persisted because it's about Steve Jobs, and I. I'm fascinated by, you know, as you said, what he achieved. And that might yes. be the same with, with Bezos. And I think perhaps it's the access that he's able to get um, yeah. that gives you a sort of rounded picture or a more rounded picture. But um, I did find the writing a bit turgid, I've got to be honest. Okay. Well, it's good Good to know. I think it was like six or seven pounds. So it's not exactly breaking the bank oh, okay. to um, the, give it a go. The, the Steve Jobs one you could um, uh, you could use as a murder weapon. I mean, it, <laughs> It's a chunk. Well, it's of the book. it's the biography Pro Max. You know, it's the the large. Yeah. It was dimension it one. was gifted on to me by a friend who who was given it, and, <laughs> and he took one look at it and went, not just and passed it on to me, um, and and that yes, I've you know paid paid transport costs on it ever since. I mean, sort of thing that you put put in your bag, and it's <laughs> excess luggage time. Uh, so, oh, I, I've been reading one for you. You'll be pleased by this. Um, a Guide to the Good Life, The Ancient Art of Stoic Joy by William B. Irvine. There you are. Mm. Philosophy, no less. Um, I, I mean, Stoicism, I think we've talked about a few times, but uh, mm. I was put onto this book on my, um, my one year no beer uh, course challenge thing where uh, each day as part of the challenge, there's a sort of video, um, inspirational video, if you like, saying, you know, look at this, look at that. And it's mostly about, you know, living your best life type of thing. And the guy who, who, uh, who gives these little talks recommends books every, I suppose, every week or two that he comes up with, oh, you should read this, you should read that, you should read this. Um, and I... I I may be the only person in the world, but I go through every one of these videos and I take notes. Guess what? Mm. I've got a notebook. Who, who would guess that? <laughs> um, and that was one that I'd, I'd written down. Like, if I'm feeling organised, I'll immediately go and get it on Amazon and drop it onto the Kindle. Uh, and I started reading this a couple of days ago, chapter a night before I go to sleep, that sort of thing. Ah, it's very good. Very, very mm. good. Um, and so at the moment, he's taking me uh, it's, it's sort of like philosophy 101, um, and we're funneling down towards stoicism. So I think that's, uh, I'm really enjoying it. That's probably going to shut up now rather than blethering on. But, mm, uh, no, it sounds good. good. Presumably, you'll talk about porches at some stage in the, the history of stoicism. Uh, the, yeah, but the porch has made an appearance, uh, en oh, passant, yeah. as it were. We haven't spent a lot of time there. Um, but, you know, just cynicism and all that stuff, all very good. Cool. Uh, what about drinking? What have you been drinking? Well, not an awful lot, but mostly squash. Is that what the English call it? Um, mm -hmm. Juice, as we'd say here. Uh, but we did open a new bottle of main lemonade the other day. And it was, well, lemonade, that's a colloquialism. We opened a bottle of pineapple aid, uh, which, as you can probably guess, is not lemonade. Uh, it was really, really good. It was one of those ones that was kind of it was thrown into the, the mix that we bought. And I went, eh, yeah, I like pineapples. 
I'm not sure I'd like a pineapple base. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Um, and we only have the one bottle of it, but uh, really, really good. Proper full fat sugar, so it's not good for you, but we're sure. having a tiny glass at a time. Um, and so I had one of those, and that was brilliant. And I was like, I don't know, Meg was offered to make me a drink, and I was like, I don't know what I want, Meg, but I think it should be made with pineapple ladies in the mixer. And she went, okay, went off. And came back with a, a pineapple aid and rum, which is a, a very sort of tropical drink. Yeah, Caribbean Stunning. vibe. Mm, oh. Really, really nice. Really good. Helped by the fact that the pineapple aid's good and sweet and sugary. Uh, and the, the rum was sort of like a nice, sweet sort of uh, mascarpone. What am I thinking of? Not mascarpone, that's a type of cheese. Amaretto? Uh, mascarpone uh, is a cheese, yes. Amaretto? What am I thinking of? No, it's a type of sugar, brown sugar, muscovado. Is the one desperately searching for that kind of dark brown sugary rum flavor. It's really good. Uh-huh. Anyway, this isn't a cocktail podcast, so anyway, pineapple by Min Soft Drinks. No, but uh, with a bit of rum on the side, sound mm-hmm. lovely. If you don't mind me saying, I'm drinking water. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm a, I'm allowed. Uh, what, what else do I drink? I drink. Um, I'm allowed one sparkling water every other day, something like that. I can't really go beyond that. And um, listeners will be delighted to hear that tonight's my lucky night. I can go and get some sparkling water from the fridge in a minute. Um, <laughs> and espresso, that's it. I'm drinking espresso, uh, water, sort of via the fridge filtery thing, so just plain still water. <sighs> it's diet time in the Lennon household. Mm. Anyway, buying. What are you buying, TJ? I've got enough time to go and carbonate my own water while you answer this one. Well, I stuck it in the show notes, uh, and I, I have I have bought some stuff today, and <laughs> I got an Instagram comment um, from someone basically saying, go and buy the stupid iPhone. Let me find it while we're on, on the chat, because it was funny. I can't remember who said it, and I want to give them proper credit, because it's partially their fault this happened. Um, I posted and here we go picture to Instagram. Yes, <laughs> yeah. sparkling water. So, did you That's see my latest water. Instagram post? Because you were tagged in it. Uh, probably not. I haven't been on Instagram uh, today. I don't know. It was the other day. Um, it oh. was four days ago, and I posted a picture of the stable because Meg was in stabling, sorting the horse out. And we'd gone and got coffees. And so there's a Starbucks cup on the dashboard, uh, the Apple Pods Pro sitting there, uh, and then a little screenshot of Ferrite as I'm editing last episode, last week's episode. So uh, that was me on Sunday morning, I guess. Oh, yeah. I Saturday saw that one, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. In the comments of that, DM Co. Fireland. <laughs> Danny. Yeah. <laughs> buy the 12 Pro already. Un- unrequited un- I did nothing to to you know invite this well, you, you do babble in his ear weekly I mean I appreciate that he's got some choice in the matter but nevertheless yeah I felt personally targeted by this statement uh, and so I didn't I didn't buy the 12 Pro I bought the 12 Pro Max oh the big boy the monster <laughs> I've stuck my my Apple products you've ordered screenshot in our show note. Can you tell the listeners um, the the variety of products that I've bought? 
Uh, well, here we are, listeners. This is a fascinating, fascinating uh, exploration of Apple's logistics. Um, first, we have a MagSafe charger. Uh, this is because Apple has decided to save the planet by not giving anybody any chargers, uh, <laughs> but rather forcing them to buy a whole new generation of chargers. Because mm -hmm. that means, oh, no, hang on. No, oh, that's not really working anyway. So the MagSafe charger, which is arriving between the 27th of November and the 4th of December, we're all looking for. We're recording on the 11th for perspective. I bought it on the 11th. Okay. Next, now, brace yourselves, is the 20-watt USB-C power adapter, which looks a bit like a plug. And that, <laughs> you'll be delighted to hear, is arriving on Monday the 16th of November. Now, Mr. Cosgrove's a dapper man about town, and having made a decision to buy a telephone, he thought he'd better get himself a case. So, the next item is the iPhone 12 Pro Max leather case with MagSafe, Saddle Brown, ladies and gentlemen. How very mm -hmm. dapper is that? Will go lovely. As a man whose wife has a saddle, it, it is are. appropriately brown for a saddle. You're an Irishman, you must have brogues. So, brogues. <laughs> Brogues and a brown, saddle brown leather case. I, I, it's going to look very sophisticated. <laughs> um, that, ladies and gentlemen, is arriving uh, between the 27th of November and the 4th of December. And then the, if you'll excuse my French, la pièce de la résistance is the iPhone 12 Pro Max. It doesn't say a colour, um, but the picture would indicate we've gone for boring grey. Uh, yes, I yes. I think Apple call it something else. I don't think they call it boring. Space. Gray. It's either space or graphite. It's one of those. A, a space or grey. It's grey, ladies and gentlemen. It's grey. <laughs> uh, and that is arriving on the 3rd of December. So either a week after the case or the day before the case. Who knows? <laughs> yes, hard to know. Hard to know when it'll arrive. But uh, that's the 256 gigabytes. So I went with your, your suggestion and got the slightly larger uh -huh. one. Um and yeah, I literally have my little cardboard cutout here. It's uh, cardboard, so it's a little bit thinner than the, the uh, real one, I suspect. But it's the appropriate dimensions. You know what? I looked at it and went, yes, I am a big phone person, he said, without any evidence to prove it, um, having only had a small phone for his entire life. I bit the bullet and bought the big one. Not because I think it's going to be significantly better, mostly, but because I really wanted the big one. I mean, I think. Um, I mean, you do. You carry sort of Samsungs that are that are essentially small televisions. I mean, that's that they can't be much bigger than those. Well, the Samsung S8 that I have is the same size as the iPhone 12. Well, judging, okay. it's the same size as my iPhone 12 cardboard cutout. Okay. Um, they're basically one to one. Uh, hmm. So it's not a it's massive not a small leap, phone. then, is it? Yeah, it's, it's not a huge no, leap no, up to the. It is bigger, though, and all the reviews that I've watched, and I've watched a lot of reviews, say, is a big phone. This phone's uh -huh. a big phone. So, yeah, but we can get into it in the, in the topic because we're going to cover this a wee bit in the topic, I suspect. For sure, but, for sure, um, we can revisit. I've held off on the watch. I was going to buy yeah. an Apple Watch. I've held off for now. I'm not sure how much longer I will hold off, but I definitely want to get the phone in hand first because the Apple Watch I see is a waterfall down, you know, from the phone. It's an accessory to the phone rather than get the watch and then have... Because the watch would likely arrive first. 
In which case, I'm sat there going, I can do nothing with this. <laughs> yeah, I suppose there is that, yes. Mm. So quite, quite a bit. An expensive yeah. day. But, an expensive uh, day? Uh, an exciting day. As some, somebody, who was it? It was Mike Hurley said on one of his podcasts today, I'm glad I haven't paid for any airfares this year. I think that's a great <laughs> excuse. There we are. <laughs> Anything you would have spent on travel, give it to Apple immediately. They need it. Apple needs you. <laughs> um, well, the, here's the life hack that no one knows about, right? All you got to do is cancel your wedding three times and not go on a honeymoon. You've got tons of money to spend on Apple Gate. Well, you can buy one phone and that's about it. Well, there you go. I mean, not many people could have pulled that off. I mean, I thought, I thought particularly organising a pandemic was above and beyond, DJ. I, I didn't realise you had that in you, old boy. I take no permission nor responsibility for your statement. <laughs> He's neither confirming nor denying, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, that's that, very exciting. That will be uh, mm. a very exciting day on... Oh, something the, between the 16th between and November the 27th and the 4th of December. <laughs> so, Some spectrum in those two weeks. between so now and early December, one hopes. Although I took some hope from your statement that you had ordered stuff, even though it had said X number of weeks, and then it arrived faster to Claire than it, than it had said. So we'll see. We'll see. Sure, sure. I mean, that, that did happen. Although I hadn't just ordered the most popular phone in history i mean that late, latest iphones tend to be in demand is my experience i think it's also a pre-order technically so it probably will be the uh-huh. 3rd of december at this rate uh, well you never know you never oh, oh sorry the, the, the pen has just thrown itself off the desk it's had enough um yeah i suppose sod's law is that everything will arrive bar the telephone so you'll have a little yes. charger ready to go, a case ready to be charged. Well, can, go, please can send magnetically me a phone. connect the charger to the case and do nothing. <laughs> exactly. Please send me a phone. Any any phone, I don't mind. Or you could charge your cardboard cutout, couldn't you? Um, oh, that's a good yeah. idea. That's a great photo. That's much yeah. cheaper, actually. Just buy the sixty pound case and stick a cardboard cutout in it. I'll send you some felt pens, some some coloured sharpies immediately, and we can we can do a home <laughs> screen time. for you and everything. Um, oh, what about you? Well. I, well, as as everybody well knows, I don't need an iPhone. Uh, I don't want an iPhone. So um, <laughs> I, I ordered a mini. But not an iPhone mini before everybody gets carried away. Um, uh, the Mac mini. Which, uh, this, uh, while you're blaming, um, you're, you're blaming Instagram, I'm blaming the Slack. The 1857 Slack. <laughs> which immediately said, oh, go on, get on with it. Um, I'm, I'm just looking now to to see the, the actual quotes. Uh, I think Endre was involved, um, um, and there would almost certainly be a fill. Um, here, here we go. Uh, yeah, Phil, Phil, Jake, do it, Stuart, do it now. Uh, Endre, bye, 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 Stuart, it's only money. <laughs> uh, and about ooh, 30 minutes later, I went back with it should be delivered in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> so for those people who don't follow a- Apple or don't care, the Mac Mini is one of the three new computers released by Apple that use their own silicone. So uh, a cynic might say, I've just bought an Apple computer that's powered by the same thing as powers their phone. Um, because that's pretty much what's happening. They're taking the 
the ARM technology, um, ARM chips, which they're now calling Apple Silicone. Uh, and they've created little chips to run Macs. And they've released a an Air, oh, MacBook Air, uh, a MacBook Pro 13-inch, and a Mac Mini. They're all the lower end of their respective ranges. So it's the two-port uh, MacBook Pro. And that's all to do with the chip, apparently. Um, so this is the chip that's closest to the iPhone chips. Um, mm. And the next set of uh, Macs will probably have more ports um, because the chip will have evolved a bit further and will be more Mac-like. Uh, there's all sorts of wonderful speed claims about it all and all that sort of jazz. And it's the beginning of a, of a whole new exciting adventure for Mac nerds. Um, it'll still be a computer. It'll still run the same software. It'll still do all the same things that my current computer does. Uh, but it's kind of... I use a MacBook Pro, a big MacBook Pro, a 15-inch MacBook Pro, um, as a as as a Mac Mini. So it's, it's under my desk in a, a stand... Um, and when you need to reboot it, it's really awkward. I, I have to get <laughs> under the desk. I have to pull it out of the stand uh, and then sort of lying half on my side, half on my back, open it, at which point it goes, you know, place your fingerprint on the sensor. Oh, just to get <laughs> get the thing working again because, you know, it's had some benefit about something that's happened, a, a kernel panic or something. Um, I, I, I never take it out. A, because it's 15-inch, and B, because I've got, you know, a very powerful iPad that, frankly, is a much better machine for being on the road. Sure, um, I've bought myself um, the Mac Mini, which is just a little silver thing. It looks a bit like um, Apple TV, <laughs> to be honest, except it's silver. I don't know why it's silver, but it's silver. Uh, it's got a few ports on it, so a couple of USB 4s, a couple of USB A's, a headphone jack, Who'd have thought it? Yeah, I'll um, get rid of that. And well, and it can power it can power two monitors that I've got. Um, I have enough keyboards to have well one for each finger, so I don't need to worry too much about that. Um, and in fact, well, I'm not short of mice either, to be honest. So uh, that will be with me. I think that's due with when is that due with me? Did I not did I not put that information into the show notes? I didn't. I think mine's about a couple of weeks tops. Is what they're saying. Okay, so I might that's be, not too bad. Same as mine, really. Yeah, I might be on the same sort of uh, time frame as you, I think. Um, I love how it's got gigabit Ethernet. That's not going to be uh, any issues capacity with your uh, separate <laughs> internet connection, I suspect. Well, well, you used to be able to get um, 10 gigabit uh, Ethernet from on your Mac Mini. And I think you still can on the Intel one, because they're still selling the Intel one, interestingly. Yeah. Um, no, so mine dispatches in four to six business days, delivers 23rd to 25th of November. That's what mine Oh, wow. Well, that's much uh, faster. That's obviously to the UK. So then yes. it will depend on, on my Claire package. Six to eight years before it gets to you. <laughs> Claire, Claire might sell it for me. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that because that will be a much nicer sort of setup for me, I think. And I'm, you know, I'm really interested to see how the new, the new chip works. It's... Uh, Again, if you're not an Apple follower, this is the first chip that Apple is in control of. So it's it's even more everything is unified, the software, the hardware. Um, so that'll be quite good fun, I think. Um, and before that, and I was just being sensible, I bought a Magic Keyboard, 
So, um, is this the floaty one? Yeah, the floaty one for the iPad. Oh. So it's, uh, I mean, I suppose arguably the most notable thing about this is it's heavy because what it does is it turns the iPad into a sort of feasible laptop. Um, That's what you need, and, isn't it? You need another laptop. You were just saying how your laptop gets so much use. Exactly. You need another exactly. laptop. <laughs> um, but the, again, my iPad is largely static now. So um, having it on this thing um, means that I can... Well, you can, can get the, the Mac, the Magic Keyboard, and then you can put it in like a clamshell mode and then put it on the <laughs> desk beside the... You know, a collection of clamshell devices underneath connected up to monitors that you'd have to then additionally you purchase. You almost can. You can almost run um, an <laughs> iPad like that. Um, and I considered it for a second, but no, the idea is that it will sit in my office and it will be for all these calls that I have to do now. Because I've, mm-hmm. I've got a little bit more corporate and I'm, uh, I'm now tied to this thing called Microsoft Teams, which is, uh, it's a bit like waterboarding, <laughs> but, but technological. Um, but from home. But from home, yeah. And then uh, the idea is that then you just snatch your your iPad off off the the stand, take it upstairs, and use it as your as your tablet. Um, and I, I I let them go by, and they came out what a year ago, maybe even more. Um, no, that's less uh, than that. I, uh, I thought I'd get one, so they are nice one of those on the way as well. Mm. Very exciting, but still no phone. I have held firm on the phone, and if I did get the phone, <laughs> um, obviously it would be the mini. But we will touch really? on that later. Mm. Aye. What about parish notices, TJ? What is new and exciting other than tech in the world of TJ? Not much. Uh, the the dog that we looked into uh, has been rehomed, I believe. So we're we're not oh. we're not getting it. Um, which oh. is what I said. Look, we're we're not getting our hopes up until um, mm. our hopes are up. Uh, I did enjoy Phil Walter's comment in our Slack group where he's just said. Uh, just listening to TJ uh, saying a pup would have to learn to adjust his household. He's laughing so much I had to stop the car. It's 100% the other way around. The pup will wrap you around their finger if they had one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm being a bit naive in this. Um, my hope is that I can, you know, work to get collaborate with this dog to have a, a working relationship where we can, you know, you don't pee on my floor. I take you out for walks. You know, most of what you can hope hope for with many people Um but we it shall tends see. to be more more a list of demands uh, from the dog <laughs> negotiation. Mm. Uh, but yes, I I'm happy to to be in that phase of my life. You know, I, I'm approaching thirty, so I've really got to think about settling down. And you know, we we need a dog. We want a dog, and I'm looking forward to it, even if it is going to be. I guarantee there'll be moments I'm like, I just can't get the dog to follow the schedule. The dog's been given the schedule. The dog's been shown the calendar and he just doesn't follow it. Well, I mean, <laughs> clearly, I, I mean, I can see the colour of the dog. I mean, it's going to match the Saddle Brown uh, phone case. <laughs> well, yeah, colour-coordinated or, or or bust, you know, I'm not going to do that. So uh, we'll I'm, see. I'm, we'll f- see. I'm fascinated to know, are you interviewing the dog? I mean, are you going to be sort of saying, so, so <laughs> Fido... What do you see yourself um, in five years? How, how, how do you feel about horses? Um. <laughs> generally, my experience is the dogs uh, just think of horses like big dogs. They generally, unless they're a particularly nervous dog, they really don't care. And most horses, as long as they're not a particularly nervous horse, don't really care about dogs. Um, yeah, no, so I, 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 just... I think dogs look at horses and go, right, that bites at one end and kicks at the other. 
I'm, <laughs> I'm staying well out of the way of both. Uh, which is well, a very have, sensible have, approach, I think. Have you ever been to a horse yard? Have you ever been to a stable before? Uh, yes, once or twice. Uh, yeah, not there's normally a pack of dogs roaming, sort of, mm. at least the ones that I've been in. There tends to be some sort of collaboration of dogs. Um, I don't know what the collective noun for dogs is, but um, a mischief of, of dogs. <laughs> anyway, they, they tend to just roam free. And if you open a horse box, which a horse box opens normally at the back, and it's a big ramp that rolls down to let the horse walk off. Uh, there's one in particular that decides that, like, that ramp, I'm getting under that ramp, and we'll just sneak sneak underneath this this ramp as the horse is backing out and just bark through the gap in the ramp at the horse which is on top of it thinking that's that's a bold approach you know that it wouldn't be my first that's that's using using a piece of metal between you and the thing that kicks and bites (laughs) but yes mm, i i mean i'm still somewhat at a loss how this all happened who it was out on the savannah who went look at that big thing there what, that thing that bites at one end and kicks at the other? Yeah, that one. Why don't I get a bit of rope and jump on its back? I should that sit on that. I mean, who <laughs> on earth came up with that nonsense? Honestly. But anyway. Uh, well, Meg hasn't roped me into uh, to horse riding yet, but I suspect it will happen. She's very good at it. She does show jumping and all, which is wonderful, which is what we normally spend our weekends and the mornings maybe doing a bit of that. But it's always nice to watch, and I'm slowly becoming more... What's the word? Less terrified of horses. Not not because I'm scared of horses, the animal. I'm scared of anything that's bigger than me and can kick me in the head. Um, mm. And horses qualify for both. Uh, so definitely getting more used to them as animals. And they are lovely. They've got great personalities. But it's Meg is much more comfortable with the whole thing than I am just because she's been around it for much, much longer. Uh, but I'm I'm slowly getting there. I'm, I'm a dog person. I'm becoming horse adjacent through through proxy. Oh, there you are. Mm, horses, eh? Lovely, but I couldn't eat a whole one. Um, what's happening with me? Well, oh, yes, the diet. Um, mm. I'm, I'm going to set up a numbers station to try and give people some sort of signal to home in on the uh, Bring me food, uh, any food. What's the Morse code for food? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I, I'm hoping that the plaintiveness of the of the message will do the trick. Um, it's the the Fast 800 by Michael Mosley, which sounds sort of very swish, but what it means is uh, I have snacks that are more than 800 calories. So 800 in a day? Oh, heavens. Um, it, um, Margaret used it to reverse her diabetes, and it was very effective, and it's essentially zero carb, uh, and, well, zero anything, as far as I can work out. One thing I will remark is that they they sort of substitute all of that with loads and loads of fat and protein, so yogurts and quark and cheese. And, oh, eat as much as you like of that, and that's what put my cholesterol through the roof last time we did this. Ah, thing. yes. Um, so I'll have to be a little bit careful. Um, so I'm starving. I mean, that's that's pretty much my life. I'm I'm starving in the morning, uh, at lunchtime, uh, afternoons and evenings. Um, I'm starving, but. As I think you very memorably said, or mem- memorably for me said, it's okay to be hungry uh, if you're trying yeah. to lose weight, which is what I'm trying to do. So um, yeah. I'm I'm four kilos down, uh, which is sort of nine oh, pounds. Fantastic. In old, well done in, in old money. 
Um, I never know that conversion. Never makes any sense to me. Four kilograms, I understand. That's four bags of sugar. <laughs> but big bags of sugar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's that, the first week of a diet's brilliant, isn't it? Or the first 10 yeah. days of a diet is brilliant because you know, the fluids rebalance and so everything comes off really fast. And it's, wow, this is great. This is fantastic. It's the next few weeks when you go, oh, I've lost an ounce. Or, oh. <laughs> Plateau. Oh, yeah, I've, I, I ate two lettuce leaves and a pea, and I've put weight on. How the hell is that? Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Those are the weeks Never that are coming. Never that part. But, yeah, I, I will mm. survive. I mean, there's, there's plenty of dog food around, and, I'm, you know, I can usually get away with pinching some of it. Um, <laughs> although the Jack Russell does bite. Um, right, well, uh, I, I think Hugh Gerald. Mm-hmm. Take it away. Before. Before, well, no, Q Gerald. I mean, that was it, Q Gerald. Um, what are we talking about tonight, TJ? Uh, well, this is definitely not a topic that I chose to justify and or help me deal with the fact that I bought a very expensive phone that's very large. Um, it's completely unrelated. Uh, iPad in your pocket, uh, and it's a debate on big phone or small phone. <gasps> big phone I, or I fear small phone. I fear we're on opposite sides of this debate. Well, I mean, the first thing I would say is that clearly it is written. I mean, it is it is law that having a preference for a phone is something that is worth arguing about. I mean, you can't yes. uh, you can't be accepting <laughs> of other people's preferences of phones. I mean, you either like the big phone uh, or you like the small phone. You can't be a, you can't like both, and you certainly can't like neither. I mean, ridiculous. Uh, I, I've got a list of, of names to call you as we go through. I shall be ticking them off. <laughs> um, uh, it, it's weird, isn't it? That it does seem to polarize. Polarization. Where, where else has that come up this week? Oh yes. Um, mm. Just you know, the big phone, the small phone. I've had. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've had both. I mean, obviously, I'm older than God in podcasting terms, so. I remember when mobile phones started huge, and I mean huge. I had a, I had a small Hungarian boy <laughs> carrying mine behind me. Um, and they were, um, it, was, it was like a huge sort of battery. They're like a, a field telephone is what they were like. It was like a huge battery <laughs> with a big handset on it, and you pulled the handset off. Um, and they, they came from cars. So you, you had the car phone first. And then somebody said, well, we can make that battery self-contained. Um, it'll only be about four kilos. And so then we started lugging those things about. And the race then was to get to the smallest phone. And there were there were some, you know, very memorable Nokia, some um, Motorola mm-hmm. that did the Razor. Uh, that was the first time I ever saw somebody dispense with vowels. Let's get rid of vowels. We'll just have a reservoir. Um, and all sorts of, just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I had all sorts of Sony Ericsson's and little flip phones. Thought it was on Star Trek, the original. Um, all of that sort of jazz. <laughs> and then it was, for me at least, um, I think Samsung were doing the same thing at the same time. But when the iPhone came along, they suddenly started getting bigger. It was after the five, was it? The, the 6 was the first one that had a, a big phone. Um, and everybody said, oh, what I need is a bigger phone. 
That's what I've been looking for. And, and to people my age, we're all going, what? We've, uh, we've just managed to get to a phone that's a proper size and now you want to make bigger ones again. Um, but I, I went for it. I had the 6 Max, I seem to remember. Yeah, I had the 6 Max and thought, yeah, it was fine. It was okay. But for me, a lot of it was about where I was in my life. So I was mm-hmm. commuting. You remember that, TJ? It's um, commuting. It's when you <laughs> used to go to a different place to work, you know, that sort of stuff. That's weird. Um, Why would you do that? Yeah. And I was, you know, I was wearing a jacket, obviously. Uh, not often a tie, I don't think, but I was wearing a jacket. And so in the inside pocket of the jacket, splendid, fine. It was all great. Uh, the size of it didn't really matter so much. Uh, now I live in, God, heavens to Mercator, I live in uh, athleisure, dare I say it. Um, and during the summer, I wear as little as I can, which is not a very pleasing image, but there you are, because it's odd. And so for me, I, I hanker for a small phone. I've got the iPhone 10 or the X, depending on your point of view. Uh, and I don't find it too big. But the minute the small one was released or the, the SE2, even the SE was announced, I was like, oh. And I couldn't work well, out whether that was nostalgia or, <laughs> or just the fact that I prefer the smaller phone. For me, I think it's one-handed. Okay. I want to be able to do everything one-handed with the phone, which I don't think I can really do. I mean, at a push, I might be able to do it with the 10, but it's more comfortable to use two hands. <laughs> the, the 12 Pro Max is a three-hander. You need an assistant to help you frame shots on this one. Um, it's one of those weird things that our perception of the size of mobile phone has drastically changed, as you say, with mobile phones. Uh, to give you a brief history of my mobile phone, I didn't quite start as early as you, so I never, I don't remember even seeing the big brick ones, big, big brick ones. My first memory of a mobile phone, which I've talked about before, was a, a Nokia 3330, which is a beefy enough in, in thickness phone, but mm-hmm. it's not very big. Um, and then, and so the way I got my phones was like, I think I was bought the 3330. And this was like when I went to secondary school and it was like I was out of the house on my own. And so the a, a way to call me and for me to text was important. And so I remember having that. That was bought. And then the way I, re- I sort of got phones after that was what whatever my dad had had for a year or two previously and then moved on. So he had a, a phone through work that would then be replaced. And whenever it was replaced, I got that one. And my uh-huh. uh, my brother Harry, who's the middle brother, got my one. And Seth just didn't get one. And then by the time I got my next phone, Seth finally got it. And we just kind of passed them down like that. So Seth got something that was basically debris by the time he got it. But I started with the 3330, which was great. And then I got the 6310, which was like the business phone, the tall one. And this was, it was like a weird kind of mocha slash orange kind of color. Mm -hmm. Very strange color profile to go for. Very 70s for a phone that was released in the 2000s. Um, that was fine. And then there's probably a couple in the middle that I don't really remember, but I did get the HTC Touch Diamond, which Google it. I'll put a show, thing in show notes, but have a look. It's It was this weird phone with four buttons on the bottom and a touch screen. So it didn't have any button buttons. The other two, two Nokias had had, you know, the one to nine and a zero. 
This didn't have any of that, the, the HTC. It had a screen and then it had a four button grid and a circle at the bottom. So you like answer call, hang up call, menu and back and then a middle button for kind of like the center joystick selection. And then the rest was all done on touchscreen. This was amazing. This is brilliant. And the back was like this strange faceted black plastic. So imagine a bunch of triangles all sort of deforming different shapes. So the back of the phone was not in any way straight or uniform. It was all kind of bumpy and faceted. And that mm-hmm. was great. I can't remember. There was another one in between that and the next one. I can't remember what it was. But then I got the iPhone 5. That was my first phone that I bought myself. And that was when I went to university. And I was in, it must have been the Trafford Centre. No, not the Trafford Centre. What do you call the one in the middle of, in the middle of Manchester? The big super, not supermarket, the big shopping centre. Uh, oh, I would have thought Anfield. it would be the Trafford Centre. The Trafford Centre is outside of the town, though. The, the one in the, oh, is it? begins with A. Begins with A. Armdale? Armdale? Uh, the Armdale, yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So I think it was at the, one of the t- telephone shops in there, maybe three or something. And I went in and this is my first contract, the first time I've ever got a, a nice phone myself. And I was working and I had my student loan and I could finally afford it. And I wanted this phone. I was going to get a good one. And I got the iPhone 5. And it was amazing. Like it, I, that was my first experience with Apple. And then I went and bought an iPad 3. And that was my second experience with Apple. It was very, very cool. Um, and then I went into the pits of uh, Apple is rubbish because Apple broke. Because the iPad that I had broke after about three years. And the iPhone that I had basically got so run down that it stopped working. And so I, that was when I made my shift to Samsung. So I got a Samsung S5, notable because the back of that case broke monthly. And so I just had a recurring order from eBay of replacement Samsung S5 battery backs. This was in the days where you could get a removable battery for your phone and it wasn't surgery to get it out of it. And I just mm-hmm. basically, I know I need to swap to the new battery back whenever the battery fell out of my pocket, I'd pull out the phone to answer it and it would be sans battery. And I was like, oh, right, new case then. And literally £2.89 or something a time, I'd just buy three or four cases uh, and they would just be in and out because they just snap, just cheap plastic. And then I got the Samsung S8, which I just bought out of pocket, um, which is the phone I currently have. And then, as we discussed, my next phone, the behemoth, the giant, the beast, the iPhone 12 Pro Max is on its way. A couple of weeks. And that'll be my big, that'll be the biggest physical phone. It'll be the biggest and best of all of them. Well, obviously it's the biggest and best phone at the minute, but it is leaps and bounds bigger than anything else I've ever used. And it's the only dimension in which it is smaller is thickness. Mm, sure. And what are you going to use it for? Are you going to be, I, I guess, you know, obviously, assuming the world goes back to some form of normality then i guess this is you know you're going to be watching youtube on your on your way to work or oh no just phone calls just phone calls mostly that's all um (laughs) texting you know text messages no um do you know how to make a phone call i've made one at least once have you i I, be honest i think i think it was receiving a call rather than making a call that's still kind (laughs) (laughs) it's half as many buttons um this is about i am i'm reeling (laughs) Okay, I, I, tangent. <laughs> I I am reeling from the modern corporate existence. Where what, what, what's happened to me this week? Um, okay, I'm I'm trying to get to grips with with Teams, uh, which 
you know, is, I, I suppose, on a par with Slack for poorly designed apps. Um, it's it's just a bit awkward. doesn't need to be. Uh, and it, it's, I suppose, a bit like Slack. It's sort of, I think it's worse than Slack, actually. I think it promotes awkwardness. <laughs> um, and, I mean, even worse, of course, I, I'm using it on, on Apple Kit. So you get these slightly downgraded versions. So I keep getting instructions from people. They're like, well, just use meeting, just use scheduling assistant. Um, I don't have scheduling assistant because I'm on Mac and Microsoft doesn't like Mac. Oh, well, can you not like it? log on to the web version? <sighs> okay, fine, great. And then it's, oh, look, just put your email into Outlook, will you? Oh, so I've got to download Outlook. And you download Outlook, and it's bigger than my photo library. It's the biggest program on the planet. <laughs> and all it does is email. Anyway, so I've, I've got all these different Microsofty type things coming onto my computer and misbehaving and wanting to update every 45 seconds and all of the stuff that Windows is famous for. It's, all, it's my, my telephone. My what? Your telephone number is a London phone number. And this is how I get to the email and, uh, sorry, the voicemail. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I go back to this person. I say, yeah, just, you know, what, what's all that about? And, and she's mystified enough to go, hmm, yeah, forward that on to me. That could be spam. And then she goes back, no, 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 that's your access to the phone system. It's from, from IT support. Don't worry, it's cool. Just follow the instructions. So I look at the instructions, and the instructions are download this program onto your uh, your smartphone and then a link to some website I've never heard of. And I go to IT support and say, mm, I don't know how best to put this. No. <laughs> what? I said, I'm not putting a link from some site I've never heard of onto my smartphone. Well, what's this for? Well, it's so that you can make phone calls through our phone system Right, uh, and then the calls will be recorded. Right, okay. How does that tally with, you know, sort of bring your own device? Oh, well, you, you can't bring your own device. Oh, great. Um, are you going to send me a phone then? No. <laughs> ah, I see. Hmm. Right, I can see that this conversation risks becoming circular, uh, young man. Or words to that effect, I think is what I said. Um, and eventually it was because this client that I'm working with does all sorts of regulated stuff. And, uh, you know, it is part of, of best practice to um, record certain types of phone calls. But what you can't do um, anywhere, as far as I'm aware, is just blanket record everybody's phone calls because because you want to. I mean, you've got to get the permission of the other person. I mean, you know, there's all sorts of things that need to happen for you to be able to do that. But of course, all of that sort of nuance doesn't necessarily get down to IT support, who's, who's probably underpaid and overworked and doing his level best to do what he's told. And again, he's bumping into an old man in Cyprus going, no, I don't think that's, that's a phrase that's ever been thrown his way before. Yeah, so you just install this and you put that in, no. Oh, um, oh, um, uh, why not? Because I don't trust the app. Well, you can trust the app. Great. You put it on your phone. I'm not putting it on mine.
And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. What, what can we do to make it trustworthy? I said, get it on the Mac App Store. Get it on the iPhone Store. Then I'll do it. Uh, uh, oh, um, okay. Uh, I'll come back to you on Teams. And then disappear. <sighs> it's... Why on earth do we need so many different ways to phone each other? It's astonishing. I'm, I'm, I'm spending most of my day shouting at the computer, TJ. What's new then? Well, and then I speak to some other... The great thing about this business, okay, is that we've got these amazing channels everywhere, all over the place. They're on all my devices. So there are things that chime in my house, DJ, that I've no idea what they're for, <laughs> but they just chime at me. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. The bedside lamp is sending you a Microsoft Teams message. How the do, 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 yeah, the, the bedside lamp wants to chat. What, what's yeah. that, bedside lamp? Yeah, no, we can't turn it on and off a bit faster. Sorry, it's uh, company policy. So there's all of that. Oh, fantastic. And then everybody uh, within days, oh, Stu, this is me on WhatsApp if you want to talk. <laughs> so just to circumvent the... Uh, yeah, thing we've just go, yeah, yeah, get just around to all of that nonsense. We're just talking WhatsApp. Okay, yep, cool. <laughs> we actually send each other carrier pigeons uh, and smoke signals. <laughs> That's the official company policy. Um, so if you just want to get some, some light foliage, you just throw that onto the fire and then you use like a blanket and you just kind of send up a... A waft of smoke for yes, uh, and two wafts of smoke for no. Yeah, no. and we'll have to we'll have to have uh, another episode on productivity because some of the stuff that I see going on <laughs> in this company is just 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 I just sit there mouth agog. You know, senior people they say to me, oh, "Just go into my calendar and book a slot." All oh, right, can everybody do that? Yeah, you're mad. You're absolutely barking mad. <laughs> these are these are the same people that you know. In a later conversation, go, oh, I can never get anything done. I'm always in meetings. Well, it's because you let everybody book them, you fool. It's not complicated, is it? Oh, anyone. Enough of that. Phones. Phone. Why do you want the big phone? Why Why do you want the big one? Oh, gluttony, perhaps. Um, <laughs> You're not going to eat it. Cheese. Well, we'll see. I can eat off of it. I it's might a small eat table. it. <laughs> it's... Ah, uh, because we, like, I feel bad because I had this conversation several times, although I did caveat the fact that I may well order the big one, regardless <laughs> of all the sensible things I said previously. And I did. And I, yeah, I fully kind of expected it. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I, I've got no problem at all with you getting the big one, but I'm just playing the role here. Why do you want the big one? Well, part of it was the the quality aspect, which is something we discussed before. Yeah. Uh, my father-in-law has a catchphrase that he said many, many times. Buy the best you can afford at the time. Mm -hmm. And the best I can afford is the the big, chunky, amazing, huge iPhone. And if I buy it and then next year get the iPhone 13, it's a waste of money. But if I buy it and the act of buying the really nice one with the really good camera and the 5G and the stuff that I want, not only am I happy, because let's, let's admit that's a big part of the equation is that I want this thing, therefore I'll buy the thing I want. But equally, there's runway for this device to be good for three, four, five years. And sure. That wasn't necessarily the case back in the iPhone 5 days, excuse me, which is my experience. So having a device that could run three, four, five years and be competent and capable is a, is a nice idea. And I don't want to be on this treadmill of upgrading my phone every couple of years. I had this conversation with Meg earlier with the, my iPad is the iPad 12 Pro. Uh, it's the 2019 version, 2018 version. It doesn't have mm -hmm. LiDAR. 
Yeah. And that's fine. I don't need it. I do, Whatever is brought to the new version, I don't need. This iPad is more than capable for what I need. And so I will eventually upgrade it, probably in two to three years. Uh, at which stage it'll be four years old. Uh, and that's fine. Four or five years out of a device at the speed at which things move, I think is reasonable. And I'm using the iPad as my primary device. Well, technically my secondary device. It's My phone is my primary device. My iPad is my secondary device and everything else. The plethora of other things I use are just you know notes in the symphony. The iPad will last four or five years, and I'm happy with that. The phone should last a similar length of time. And I, I did the stew thing that, that I like to do as well, which is I divided up the cost over the years and went, well, that's only X number of pounds per year, and I'll enjoy it as well. So we can take off a certain amount for like, oh, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm liking this phone. I'm not just using this phone. Um, and yeah, that was, that was kind of the thought process. And it was, it's a better sensor. It's a better camera. It's got more RAM. It's a bigger screen. It's a bigger battery. You know, there, there's five reasons to get the big one, all of which are arguably nonsense. You know, I could argue five reasons why I don't need the big one, but there are five reasons there, and they're not silly, really. And also, like, it's going to be my primary device. It, That's you know, I mean, the main the thing key, that I do everything on. The key thing for me is understand, do you think... I mean, there's two changes going on. One, you're going into the the sort of Apple ecosystem. So you're joining yep. the stuff you do with your iPad, which is going to give you some, some joined up thingies. But you've still got that division because you have a sort of separate set of work devices. So do you think it's going to change what you do on your phone? Are you going to do more things on your phone, different things on your phone? I think I'll be able to do more. I mean, currently my my phone is is Android. And so there's an annoying thing where I kind of have two different versions of notes. I have mm-hmm. Apple Notes on my iPad and I have Google Keep, which is another note-taking app on my phone. And I can access Google Keep on my iPad, but I can't access notes on my phone. Well, I could through a web. It's, it's awkward. I don't, I don't have an app that'll do it easily. And mm-hmm. so there's this divide between content and... I have a database that I keep a lot of several databases where I keep a lot of different TV shows and movies and books that I want to read or have read. That's an Android only app. So I can't access any of that information from my iPad. Um, There's some silos that I don't like with an iPhone. I'll be able to basically take that out, go whole ham into iCloud and just use that for everything. Let everything sync up in the cloud, do the nice stuff and, and work well, which is kind of what I want. And I think the phone will become more so than it is now, the primary device for out and about consumption. So watching videos uh, when I'm you know, out and about, commuting, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I listen to a lot of music and podcasts. That'll all migrate to the new phone. That's fine. Um, with a larger screen uh, and a great big chin notch, I can watch all kinds of videos in a slightly larger resolution, and that's great. It will be my primary camera. And you know that's one of the things I've noticed is that this camera and the S8 is good. But whenever you see really, really, really nice photos from really, really, really nice phones, yours all of a sudden starts to look a bit naff. And so I'm looking at my going, it's okay. It's not bad. There's no computational imaging going on here. I'd really like this to be better because this is my camera, right? I, I have a 5D, I have a DSLR. I could lug it everywhere. I don't. I just don't, right? I want something sure. in my pocket that I can take photos and videos. And I take a lot of photos and videos. That'd be one of the main things I do. 
And so I'm investing in a camera system that has a phone attached to it. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I, I suppose my, my counter logic to that is that mm-hmm. um, uh, a lot of the people who are upgrading annually are, they talk about the phone, the phone, they don't talk about the phone, they talk about the camera, the camera's better. You know, it's got another lens or it's an increased lens or it does more or it does this, it does that, it's a bigger sensor, blah, blah. And I'm all for that. I go, okay, yeah, that's great. It's going to take slightly better photos. Okay, great. Show me the difference. (laughs) And, you know, I simply don't have the level of expertise to be able to go, ah. Now, if you gave me the four identical shots from four generations of iPhone side by side, and told me where to look, I'm sure I could see the difference. <laughs> I could go, ah, right, so that's a little bit sharper there, and that's a little bit this, and that's a little... Great. But if you gave me any one of those photos individually, I'd go, that's a great photo. Oh, that's a great photo. Ah, that's a yeah. great photo. So for me, that that sort of difference actually disappears. That There is no difference to me. Sure, the difference between an iPhone 5 and an iPhone 10 is significant. But two or three generations... I, I I can't tell. And if you took a photo with the iPhone 12 and the same photo with the 12 Pro Max Plus super speedy thing, I'm sure I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Uh, so that, to me, sort of negates that advantage. So then I go back to, okay, what do I use the phone for? What do yeah. I use want to use the phone for? And... All of the things that I can do with the phone, I tend not to. So, you know, I look at it and think, <laughs> okay, you know, I could, I could watch a video on this. But I generally don't. Um, and all of the things I do, this is something I've discovered, I'm very adaptable. So I have, I have a great fondness for having apps that go across all my devices. So um, my main writing app is Ulysses, and I can use that on the Mac, I can use it on the iPad, or I can use it on the phone. Now, the phone would never be my first choice to write on, until it is. <laughs> so I, fi- <laughs> I find myself um, in a, you know, I've only got the phone, and I've got some time available, I don't know, Margaret's doing something, I'm waiting or whatever, and an idea comes to mind. It's amazing how fast that thumb gets used to to banging out text, you know, it's going, oh, wow, I'm, I'm away here. I'm, I'm, I'm creating, I'm writing something. And I can very quickly get, get sort of drawn into that and think, okay, actually, this could be my primary device. You know, I, if I wanted to turn away from, from my worky type computers, I could just start writing on, on the phone, in which case, yeah, a slightly bigger screen would be okay. Um, and that's where I, I get sort of wrapped up in, in, in all sorts of knots is the whole ergonomic uh, argument versus the use argument. Mm. Do I want the phone that feels best or do I want the phone that is best for uh, looking at a complicated attachment? People send all sorts of nonsense as email attachments. And if you look at that on a small screen, it can be really awkward. You know, PDFs that you, you're zooming across and up Scroll, and scroll, scroll. Yeah, um, all of that jazz. Then again, on the bigger one, the problem is probably still there. It's just less pronounced. You, you're at the point, I still get plenty of email. I go, well, I'll have to look at that on either, you know, the big iPad or, or a computer. 
because I need to be able to access that and zoom it and see it all in one place. So that that's where I I always have the struggle. And that's one of the very few things that I say, okay, I really need to see these in person. Yeah. I need to chew, you know, hold them both. Um, which of course is going to be a bit technical, a bit technically challenging this year. <laughs> um, yes. I, I've bought this on on Hope, on Spec. I've never held it, which is not something I normally do. Well, you've got uh, so you've got return a, policy. Apple's got a great return policy, so if, yeah, if you get that it was and one go, of the things. Oh, I hate it, you can just throw it back at them. Well, you've written something and, interesting. You've written confirmation bias in the the show note, and you're right. I will get this phone, and even if my brain says this is too big a phone, I will go. I love it. It's perfect for me. I like having to use two hands and a tripod. <laughs> well, I mean, where where it can comes up for me the confirmation bias conversation is uh, guess what i've done it again golf um <laughs> uh the golf club sort of membership decision in cyprus is it's really simple there's only a few clubs and they're all within a sort of similar radius so um the clue is in the name okay secret valley and my current club is called Aphrodite Hills. So I can look from the hill down to the valley. There we are. They're side by side. They're both lovely courses. Um, they're both have uh, got, you know, different pros and cons. But I've moved from one to the other. And people say to me, you know, which do you prefer? And I just look at them and I think, how, how do you think I'm going to answer this? Uh, I prefer the old one. I just thought I'd come to this one. And spend a lot of money and be unhappy. Yeah, <laughs> nonsense. Um, and they're like, yeah, but blah, blah. And I said, well, it may change. I may go back and, and um, join the other one. But it'll be for all sorts of reasons. And I'm sure I will become a, you know, convert and, and fierce and protective. And, you know, I want a small phone. So you buying a big phone, it means you're wrong. That's, that's the argument. <laughs> I've just, this is completely, well, it's not completely unrelated, but it's relatively unrelated. As you were talking there, I just realized that golf club, the sort of association of which you join is the same as golf club, the thing which you use to play in the sport of the thing you've joined. It certainly is. Is there any other hobby? You know, like you don't join a tennis racket. Oh, you you might, I suppose. Oh, you could do it. Oh, this is a good, I'm going to write this down. There you go. That's a, there you go. There's there's an, an insight into the strange and slightly eclectic mind of one TJ Cosgrove. Because that's all I was thinking about. As I was listening to you, but that's what I could get in my head as I was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that'll make an appearance somewhere in some something I write. Well, I, I, absolutely, and but you'd probably be able to write it on your big phone. Do you yeah, think well, there it, are yeah. iPad? Do you think there are iPad tasks that will, or sorry, tasks that are currently <sighs> iPad that will move to your phone? Mm, that's an interesting. Would question. you try editing I, a podcast on the phone? Oh God, no! That's a horrible. That sounds like a maybe. If I was stuck, that would be actually. I never haven't thought about that as an idea. If I was stuck, the fact that I have iCloud and I own Ferrite means I would be able to edit on my phone. Yeah. I currently cannot do that. So if I have my iPad, editing thumbs up. If I don't have my iPad, uh, you're waiting till Tuesday. The episode's late. Like that. That's mm. how it works. This will give me the opportunity to do an edit. And given that you send me the file. And my file could be accessed through iCloud. If I was, say, in a pinch, got delay, got something came up, and I only had my phone on me and a charger, maybe, hopefully, 
uh, but the episode's due in two hours. I could pull the files from the ether, the various clouds, edit them on Ferrite on my phone and upload. That is possible. I've never thought about that before. I currently can't do that. But yes, that is a possibility. Would I choose to do that ergonomically? No. I think that's a terrible mm. idea. Um, it would be very much a, oof, right, yeah, let me make this work. Uh, let me squint and get out the magnifying glasses and, and make this this work. Because as big as the phone is, it's not an iPad, right? It's going to be a lot smaller. It's probably one-eighth of the size. Sure. So. There are tasks like writing, which I think I could do more of on a phone. Like I can write on my phone now. It's not mm. fun. Um, it's not particularly enjoyable, but it is feasible. I mean, you could write on an old phone. You could write, you know, one, three, six, six, four, two, nine, and you know, do your double tap, triple tap the button to get your letters. You could. You, that's how we used to text. I could theoretically write fiction on a phone. Phone. Yeah, what I want to, no. Uh, so likewise, I like the real estate. Um, I could see myself doing some writing on the on the, the big phone just because it's there. As you say, you can pull it out and tap away. Will I pair it to a keyboard? Mm, probably not, not unless I need to. Um, there is a possibility that I could, but then again, why would I not just write it on the iPad and then pull it from notes as text? You know, there's the nature of the joined upness of, of the Apple stuff means that I don't need to make that decision and do the thing on the phone because I can do it in the iPad and then pull it. Yeah. I mean, I think there are, there are things that you may discover. Um, if you start listening to all the wrong podcasts, then you, <laughs> you, you end up with things like, uh, drafts, for example, um, drafts on the phone is, is, a th- it's, it's magic. It's wizardry. Because yeah. there's so many actions that you can associate with it. And it's just, oh, well, just let me note this down and bang. If, you know, you can have it sent off to six different systems and appearing in different places and doing different things for you just so fast. Um, I, as I say, I, I'm romantically attached to the idea of a smaller phone. That's what I would like. Yeah. I would like a smaller phone. Uh, there's the other part of me that's going, well, frankly, the phone you've got is fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and there's a, a more practical part of me that's going, well, actually, as I am a, out and about for the moment, at least, um, uh, the president of Cyprus is currently speaking to the nation. So <laughs> I may find that tomorrow I'm going absolutely nowhere. Who knows? Um, but I kind of think I want to be able to have a phone that allows me to do all the things that I enjoy doing but feels smaller in the hand or feels smaller yeah. in the pocket. And yeah. it's, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I mean, this is the, the other thing about the confirmation bias is that once you've got the phone, I mean, A, you've invested heavily in it, uh, and B, it's a, you know, it's a great piece of technology. It's a wonderful thing. And actually the first thing that changes is not it, it's you. And so, <laughs> yeah. Much know, like getting spend, a puppy. I'm not going to, the phone's not going to change to fit my will. I'm going to fit to change the phone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if on your way to work, you can clear tack, uh, you know, task A, A1, A2, A3, that you need to get done, you think, oh, I could just do this on the phone. It's fantastic. And time will tell whether you sit on the, on the train and go, ah, a video. I think I shall get my iPad out to watch this in the big screen or whether you just go, no, I'll watch it here. 
Well, see, maybe I'll watch both. Maybe I'll watch one video on the big screen and another supplementary video on a hovering smaller screen. Yeah, but I, I think that the what tends to happen, it's certainly happened with me, is that the iPhone has made the iPad, uh, it sort of pushed it up a bit. So the iPad has got a bit more worky for me now. And the mm. iPhone is a bit more um, frivolous. Yeah, I could see so. that happening, certainly for like sofa sitting. You know, if yeah, I'm sitting on the definitely. sofa, second screening, that could be phone rather than iPad. Because right now the phone is just second fiddle would be nice. It's not even in the orchestra. It's out in the cold. <laughs> um, I'm, if I'm going to sit while we're watching something and read the internet or do something, it's on the iPad every single time. So having a nice big brand new phone, I'd say I'll probably pick up that and the iPad will get less use on those kind of tasks. But maybe yeah. that's good. Maybe that's more sociable because I'll be, you know, it might stay in my pocket. The iPad's not fitting in my pocket. <laughs> well, it depends on the yeah. pockets, I suppose. <laughs> one of those poachers pockets cargo cargo shorts or something we'll see <laughs> but there you go a couple of weeks and i'll be able to give you the full rundown on the iphone 12 pro pro plus maximum overdrive super duper big big boy yeah indeed and well will i have bought a mini by then who knows, who knows? <laughs> probably <laughs> i mean i, th I think my, part of my problem will be if I'm buying a phone, I can't buy one. It'll have to be. Mrs. Yeah. L will, will, will be saying, hang on, where's my upgrade? Does she so. look at the, the specs? Like, would she know offhand what they are and what? Oh, no, no, if no. If no, you no, got. No. She, she, she would tell me to buy yeah. her buy her the phone. Um, and then she would immediately okay, so you look could... at mine and go, why, why is yours different? Why, well, why you is yours the, different? The mini. You can get the mini and then she can get the SE and you can be like, well, I got you the more powerful one. I just wanted you to have a really good a more powerful machine that you could just you know enjoy using yeah no i'm not sure she'd go for that one i mean it, i i do i do watch her because her um she doesn't have a computer anymore she's got an ipad which she didn't want and she was like no this is your ipad pro the the 10.5 and um she was like no this is useless this is always lovely you can pry it from my dead hands um <laughs> But she still uses primarily the the phone is most definitely her primary device. Yeah, and and so I, I look at her and go, she's a, she's a Pro Max person. She could probably, if I took the iPad away, she'd be fine. If she had a Pro Max, she, the, everything would happen on that. I think. Um, the only stuff that she can't let go of is it's like file management and things. She that has to be on a big screen because of that the big screen is a computer and. Yeah. Same mindset as me. I'm not I'm not making a criticism. It's exactly how I feel. Trying to move things around in files on an iPhone is oh no, <laughs> no, you don't want to be doing that. Well, there we go. I I'm sorry I can't put in a st sterling defense for the small phone. I just think for for what I would like to use a phone for. I saw I still I've still got my punked and my Yeah, uh, the little dumb my phone. UK. Yeah, my UK sim is is in that. And I you know, I do really enjoy it. What I don't enjoy is is then sending a text, or um, if I want to know what the weather's like. The, yeah, the I mean, there's something Just, noble in the idea of having that disconnected life, but also I don't have the luxury of not living in that world. 
You know, I, yeah. I, you know, as much as sometimes I think, oh, a cabin in the middle of nowhere with no Wi-Fi, no internet, no power, just live off the land, that, that has a certain rustic charm to it. But the reality yeah. of the situation is I would lose my job. I wouldn't be able to do half the things I like doing, like podcasting, and I'd probably make Meg quite unhappy. <laughs> as sure. rustic and charming as it is, it's not practical. I mean, the the punk is like that. So, you know, I can have the punk and do the Instagram stuff. And, you know, yeah, I'm just, if you need to speak to me, call me. And then you'll find. Here's a- <laughs> because you're a millennial and you're terrified of making telephone calls, I don't get disturbed. It's wonderful. <laughs> and then you get in the car and there's, there's a big, there's a big sat nav there that has to be there because my phone won't navigate for me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I use the dumb phone to phone my personal assistant and say, uh, Mr. Personal Assistant, what the hell's the weather going to do? Do I need to take an umbrella to work today? Um, <laughs> and it's not really getting more efficient, is it? It's, it's, you, you work very hard. You become very inefficient so that you can be disconnected. It's, I just like the inherent sort of inauthenticity of posting a pictured Instagram with your phone of your phone. And the phone is the one that you can't connect Instagram with. You're like, yep. we're all ignoring the fact that I took this picture on an iPhone. But yep. look at this phone that can't do that. <laughs> exactly. Isn't, isn't it great? And it is so aspirational. As you say, it's like, yeah. I'm just going to have that in my pocket and my pocket knife in the other pocket. And I'm going to strike out for the mountains. I shall be back when I've written the next great American novel. Farewell, my friend. <laughs> um, and then yeah. you immediately Q get your iPhone. later. <laughs> your iPhone, your messenger bag, and get to work, and uh, you know, uh, get to work editing podcasts and um, uploading YouTube videos. Yeah, I mean and that's where? that's the world we live in, and why not? And a lovely world it is too. So the American uh, election, TJ. Did you see the result? I did. Do you want to let the incumbent know? Yeah, no, I've seen that. It's. I think it's one of those, like, 2020 can't get more weird. I think anything it throws at us, I'll be like, yeah, par for the course at this stage. I mean, no offense, but 2020 has been a garbage dumpster fire of a year, except for my wedding. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, there's one bright spark in the, sort of towards the end of August, and the rest is something I'll hopefully forget. But the, the thing is, TJ, that that's true for all of us. What's the highlight of 2020? It was TJ's wedding, I think. Everything else was crap. <laughs> There's people in the Philippines saying that, TJ. Oh, yeah, I'm very big in the Philippines, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's odd, and I've been listening to some of the the feedback and well, feedback, you know, commentary, and I'm doing my best to sort of listen to to as many different voices as I can uh, to understand what's going on. And yeah, the the whole thing is just bizarre that, um, you know, there are legal cases going on every day. I mean, what, what I haven't done, because I can't be bothered to look into this, and maybe, maybe somebody listening will be able to help me, but who is suing whom? I mean, are you suing the electorate? Uh, again, I know more about the Electoral College now than I ever thought I would need to or want to know. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure. I, like... It's one of those areas where I'm not I'm not educated enough to understand what I'm talking about, so I'm not going to offer an opinion. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I mean, certainly the the um, uh, well, the, 
the guy that won, um, as far as I understand, uh, Mr. Biden is saying all the right things. I mean, I think he's he's speaking very presidentially. He's being very inclusive. He's trying to, you know, he's he's making those statements about being a president of all the people, not just the people that voted for him and all that stuff, which is which is fantastic. It's just, are we really going to have to put up with a couple more months of sort of you know spitting at each other and screaming and cocking everything up? I mean, I was reading today that the usually what happens is the the person who's won even though there's now a transition period, they start getting all the intelligence briefings and sort of, you know, yeah, broken yeah. into the job gently. And he's not getting them because Donald won't let him have them. Just, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Um, but uh, it's, it's perhaps it's more complex than you and I know, TJ, as you say. We're, we're safely over here, the other side of the pond. Anyway, I've been Stu Lennon. And I've been TJ Cosgrove. Remember to make the past, the present, in the future. This was an episode entirely devoted to me buying an iPhone 12 Pro Max of 1857. Go Mini!